It's coming. And it tastes so sweet. You'll hop when you eat. Come Hold on to your tummy. We got something good. With my hauntingly delicious cereal. It's so good, I crinkle every time I eat it. Oh! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Cereal Killer, the podcast where we pair true crime with breakfast cereal. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Maria Spurlosi, and with me as always. <laughs> Is Anastasia Washington, who was doing a nice a nice dance and then ate some of her breakfast as she danced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to actual breakfast for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still haven't eaten my actual breakfast. See, this is why. This is breakfast time. <laughs> I like um, your yeah, but, though. <laughs> oh, thank you. This is uh, yeah. When my, when the boyfriend and I moved into this apartment two years ago, like fuck, bringing all our old broken shit. We're just gonna buy cool new shit. So we went online and found like these gold plated spoons. <laughs> They're super well gold plated cutlery. All of our cutlery is part gold, part black, and it's like a perfect circle, which is my new favorite spoon. And any other spoon is now inferior. I don't know if I ever told you this, and probably not, because why would this come up in conversation? But my favorite utensil is a spoon. I want to always find ways to use a spoon and things. I love, <laughs> I love spoons. I have a friend who you uses like, a spoon to eat, stuff? like, buttered popcorn. <laughs> Butter popcorn? Well, yeah. He uses a spoon, so his hands don't carry. Well, that makes sense. But, like, when I look at, like, cutlery or whatever, I always judge it by the spoon. If the spoon doesn't look good, I'm like, this whole cutlery is trash. Well, yeah, the spoon <laughs> is the most variable because it's like, what, your, your fork is going to have, what, four times or three? Wah. Yeah, like, I don't care about a fork. It, Me, it doesn't fork, matter. If you had a fancy spork in there, then I'd be real excited. <laughs> when is the spork going to be added to the official? Like, Let's <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> This is our campaign for the spork. <laughs> campaign. It's perfect for breakfast because you can use it to eat all of your bowl foods, but also eat like eggs and stuff. Exactly. Sporks, Sporks. if you're listening, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. How Whoever still has the patent. Whoever has the patent for sports, get on this. Um, all right. So. Patent? Patent for patent. that? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, someone had to patent it, and then companies had to, like, buy it or lease it or however manufacturing works. I don't know. Let's just say we're experts on it, and yes. <laughs> we're, what is... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's this... Uh, I'm going to call it a head shop, because it's just, like, bongs and rolling papers and, like, butane. But also, they have a bunch of overpriced weird cereals. Oh my god, this is this is bringing me. Set. You guys can't see it unless you're uh, unless I did a clip of this and put it yeah. up, but which might happen. But well, I am so excited. I think I could cry. But yeah. So, it, it's, uh, so first of all, this week I am talking about the unfortunate missing persons and then uh, murder trial for Brittany Drexel. Okay. Um, who. And then, and then subsequent 
uh, recent morbid podcast drums uh, regarding Brittany Drexel. But the cereal I'm pairing it with is Dunkaroos. <laughs> um, and so my reasoning is Brittany <laughs> Drexel went missing on spring break in Myrtle Beach. And uh, Dunkaroos are like one long spring break of snacks. <laughs> Thank you. And I give all credit for all of this to my boyfriend who bought the cereal. <laughs> Can I tell you I have Dunkaroos literally in my house right now? I almost bought them when I went to CBS last week. Yeah, I, I do not. But here's the problem I have. And this is going to be an unhelpful rant. And, and anyway, they brought back Dunkaroos, but they did not bring the chocolate ones back. Oh, yeah. It's just the biscuit cookie. Yeah, and I'm like, why don't I have a chocolate cookie? Not that was my favorite. With the, um, with the, like, just straight frosting, yeah. Yeah. The, the vanilla frosting, dope. Great. Chocolate cookie. Give me that option. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. My favorite cake combination is chocolate cake with vanilla frosting. It's the best, it's because the it's best. the best of both worlds. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, and so then the back has, that was then, this is now... And then other things. So 1992, which I'm guessing is when Dunkaroos first came out, uh, is the original cell phone. <laughs> and then our current smartphones. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> when you had to rent VHS tapes for streaming. <laughs> uh, photos from a disposable camera or, like, smartphone Instagram updates. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do those, like, sticker slide ones that we used to have. There was, like, this, like, I forgot what they were called, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then it, it was, like, a, a fucking inch. It was, like, yeah. the smallest picture ever. Yeah, and it was, like, this long-ass camera, and then you would flash it, and it would, it would come out in this, like, and long strip. It, and then yeah, it had to, like, separate it, it. And then, yeah. like, there was a sticky part, so you could, like, stick it to your locker or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Texting pagers where you had to use numbers to spell things or current texting. Yeah, but also some with pagers, pagers. you know, there was eventually like a text message feature. But yeah. Yes. Yes. And then video games, arcade games versus console, which mm -hmm. like, especially in this day and age, that makes sense because who knows when arcades will be allowed to be open again. That's true, but I, we did have game consoles in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And they oh, were it's awesome. hanging out online. That's the difference. Hanging out oh. at the arcade or hanging out online. That, that's valid. Valid that's point. Val that's very valid. Um, oh, and then there's a pop quiz about <laughs> correct slang and its oh meaning. Oh, my God. Can, can I try? <laughs> match the slang with its meaning. Okay, so I will read all the slang and then I will read all the meanings. Okay. There's, yeah, seven. So all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> Home skillet. <laughs> Talk to the hand. Okay. If. Fly. Sup. And whack. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, and then we have everything you want, not going to happen, I'm not interested, stupid, cool, your best friend, hello. Okay, so, everything in a bag of chips is uh, A, 
Yup, everything you want, of course. Yeah, and then home skillet. And uh, wait, home skillet is uh, like your bestie. Yup. And then number, what was the sec- third one? Talk, um, to- talk to the hand is like a dis. So is there a dis one? Yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested or not gonna happen. Oh, that one's because then as if is the fourth one. So you yeah. Gotta- that's not like, not gonna happen is as if, and yeah. talk to the hand is like the other one. Not and what interested. You're not interested. And what's the other one? Uh, then there's fly, sup, and whack. Um, sup is like hi, or like what's yep, up? hello, <laughs> hello. And then um, fly is like hot, like cute, yeah, cool, cool. And then um, what's the last one? Whack, which is stupid. Stupid, yeah. Yeah. Did I? I aced it! Did it! You aced it! You got all of them right. All right, let's eat this. That tastes like a Dunkaroo. For, like, like, legit? Like, pretty close. Wow. I love when they do a good job on that. Yeah, pretty good. Knife up, knife up, dry. And it's the vanilla one as well, correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. Vanilla-flavored sweetened corn cereal. Ooh, vanilla-flavored corn cereal. I love it. Nope, that's way more cereal than milk, but whatever. Well, now you have to eat it all. <laughs> now some of it just won't be wet. Oh, no. <laughs> like, you can't get any more milk either. That's it. You're done. <laughs> All right. Hang on. I have to thoroughly coat. Okay, so it was knife coat up material. There's for, like whole process. for dry. But yeah, knife up. All right, let's see. Yeah, yeah I'll give that a knife up. I mean, it's Dunkaroos. How could it be bad? <laughs> Although, I say that, and some of the cereals that are based on things that we love are not terrible. Good. We're not good. No, this is solid. It's good. It has a nice vanilla flavor. It's well-balanced. And it has the little um, sprinkles in them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of which is like nice. cookie graham-shaped. Or is that cookie grams? Cookie no, crisp. Crispy, cookie crisp. What's cookie yeah, grams? They are like cookie crisp shapes. <laughs> they might be made by, I think they're both General Mills, so it's probably used the same like press or whatever. Right. Again, I don't know how cereal is made. <laughs> when the pandemic's over, if a cereal company would let us come to your manufacturing facility, we would though, love that. <laughs> love that. We would be down. And we won't murder anybody just to make it accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Promise. I like the Passover. No, pass it off to pass. Now I just pass it off to the boyfriend so he can eat it while I do this podcast. Makes sense. That's called love. (laughs) This is teamwork at its finest. Amazing. I was like, is there a taco on your soda? (laughs) No, it's like a lemon wedge. Uh I was like, that. Why are you drinking a taco? But also, no, why are you not citrus and green tea? So there's Ooh. caffeine in my fizzy water. Oh, you're fancy. 
am. <laughs> okay, Brittany Drexel, the unfortunate sad times for Brittany Drexel. Um, so, Brittany was a woman or girl from New York. Um, she was born in like central New York in 1991, and she had a pretty normal childhood until her parents divorced in 2008 when she was 17, uh, and she did not handle it well. Um, so she started partying, you know, going to high school parties, drinking, taking recreational drugs, etc. Um, and then in spring 2009, she asked her mom if she could go on spring break with some friends and her boyfriend, who her mom didn't know because these were new friends from her partying circle. And so her mom was like, uh-uh, no, that like makes me uncomfortable. And so they fought a lot about it until um, the middle of April, April 22nd, Brittany asked to stay at a friend's house for a day or two. And her mom was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Uh, but instead of going to a friend's house, Brittany went to spring break with her friends. Her boyfriend did not go. He had to stay in central New York for uh, whatever job he had. So they drive down to Myrtle Beach, which is like, that's got to be like a 13 or 14 hour drive at minimum. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a long, it would be like driving from here to like, uh, nor, nor Cal or like Oregon, bottom of Oregon. Yeah. That's a, that's a long ass drive. <laughs> Which is, yeah, like a long way. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like, I think, it, I think it was three girls, her and two other girls that were driving together. Um, and she would call her mom and check in. Her mom didn't think there was anything weird with the check-ins because she was like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the beach. And the mom was like, okay, cool, because there's um, a large lake near where they lived in central New York with a beach that, you know, uh, teenagers and whatever would go to. Um, so the group stayed at the Bar Harbor Hotel, which I looked up their website, and it looks like a typical, like, spring break hotel. Rooms are pretty cheap right now, right. so I don't know what they would be, like, peak spring break times, but if you mm -hmm. split it between four or five people, it's, like, 25, 35 bucks a person for a night, so not bad. Um... But yeah, it was not like the Ritz Carlton or anything. It wasn't some crazy like resort. But it was like a fun, maybe like a fun resort or I don't know. Yeah, it was like like Myrtle Beach has a bunch of these like resort hotels, but they're like budget resort hotels, so they have all the stuff and like swimming pools and whatever. But they're cheap, so they're not as like fancy and don't have as all the amenities and whatever. I I feel like Mexico has a lot of the same thing because there are yeah. like a million different resorts. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Myrtle Beach, but I imagine it is kind of like any resort-ish town where they have like a, a million different. Yeah, from from yeah, the like one twenty bucks a night right. charged by the hour, all the way up to the like five star resort craziness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they're somewhere in the middle. Nothing crazy, but nothing like sketchy. Um, and so they check in. And that same night, which I believe is April 26th, um, Brittany calls her mom at about 8 p.m. 
um, just to check in. And she leaves her hotel and walks a mile and a half to a different resort to visit a longtime friend who was currently staying in Myrtle Beach. Um, but that is the last time any of her friends see her. So she's caught on security cameras um, coming back into or no, coming into the Blue Water Resort, the other resort her friend was staying at, at like 8.45. And then I think there are cameras that have her coming out. Yeah. But that's the left. So she left her friend's house. Yeah, and then there's no other footage at the other resort where she was staying, and she abruptly stops texting her boyfriend at like 9.15. Hmm. Um, so he calls his friends who were down there with her and they say they haven't seen her since she left around eight to go visit her other friend. So now the boyfriend is freaking out and calls the mom. And this is when the mom finds out that her daughter is not in central New York, like she thought she was and is in fact in a different state. And so she starts freaking out and calling the cops. Uh, and so Myrtle police the next morning, start the investigation of the disappearance. Um, And so they identify the last person who saw her was a 20-year-old guy named Peter, who she knew from Rochester. I think they worked together at some point. Mm -hmm. And so they search Brittany's room, and they find everything that she brought except for her phone and her purse, which lines up for someone who was, like, going to go for a walk and see a friend and then come back. Right. Um, And they start pinging her phone location, and so it pings a place about 60 miles south of Myrtle Beach, uh, near George, the Georgetown Charleston County line. Uh, but then that pinging also just abruptly stops at some point. So they can't track mm-hmm. it any further or get like a more close location. Right. So they start to search the area and they turn up nothing. Um, and Brittany's mom, Dawn is very like, in, not insistent, but um, she's very persistent in trying to find the like what happened to Brittany, where she is, like what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and so the case then ends up getting covered on Dr. Phil. The investigation discovery yeah. show disappeared. Dawn moves to Myrtle Beach to be close to where her daughter was, like the last time anyone saw her. Um, <laughs> Which, as someone who has been to central New York, just everyone should move out. It's not a fun place. (laughs) It's very depressing. Oh, no. So, I mean, I'm all for this woman moving to Myrtle Beach for many reasons. All right. Fair Uh, enough. But, yeah. So, and I mean, she was already divorced. So, it's also not like she's just like, peace, family. She's got... She's got her own time and money. Um, and so the FBI eventually get involved and they release a $25,000 reward for any information that could lead to the, um, the not capture. That's the wrong word, but could lead to finding Brittany. There we go. Right. Yeah. Or uh, capture up the person that held her. Yeah, 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 exactly. So a prison informant comes forward. Um, and this is where I have to then immediately go to Wikipedia because it got very confusing. <laughs> In 
it's one of those like someone says that this person did it, but then they talk to that person. They're like, no, no, the first it, it ends up being like serial where you're just like, wait, could all of these people have done it? Right. Um. So yeah, yeah. So in okay. In 2014, a newspaper article comes out where Dawn expresses her theory that Brittany um, was trafficked. Uh, and that is what happened to her in Myrtle Beach um, because she was promised something such as a modeling job or something similar. Mm-hmm. Um and oh, in a 2019 report conducted by the South Carolina Human Trafficking Tax Task Force rated uh, the county she was in as the number one county in South Carolina for reported human trafficking victims. Uh, I mean, but how? Oh, I was like, how many other cities are on that list? And yeah, so I also just, I just human yeah. trafficking is a fraught issue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 so yeah, in yeah. June 2016, eight years or nine, seven years after the disappearance, um, the FBI announces a news conference and they be- saying that they believe Brittany had been killed shortly after her disappearance. Mm. Um, and that's when they put up the $25,000 reward for any information leading to resolution of the case. Um, and so then a few months later, the post courier newspaper reported on allegations based on a transcript of a bond hearing for Timothy, uh, Deshaun Taylor, an inmate serving time for an unrelated charge. And so the FBI testifies that earlier that year, a different inmate to Quan Brown, um, told them that in 2009, shortly after Brittany disappeared, he went to visit a stash house, which Wikipedia specifies as a house where weapons and supplies are hidden. Yeah. <laughs> which is not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> in McClellanville, which is near where the cell phone pings were that the, F- that the police originally had for Brittany. Um, so... Yeah, Taquan Brown was at the stash house in McClellanville to give money to Deshaun Taylor, who was his, oh no, to Sean Taylor, Timothy's father. So the original guy's father. And when he walked through, yeah, and when Taquan walked through the house, he said that he saw uh, Timothy Taylor sexually abusing Brittany. And that he saw, yeah... Yeah, and that there were other people there, and that he at a separate at a separate time saw her get pistol whipped by Timothy, and then uh, and then he took her back inside. So, yeah, Timothy took Brittany back inside, and then two gunshots were heard, and then later. Uh, Taquan claims to have seen a wrapped body being removed from the house, which was dumped in an alligator pond, which I guess is a thing. Well, yeah, out there, probably. (laughs) Swamp land, I mean. Yeah, they got Uh, gators. So there was another informant who partially corroborated a lot of this information. Um. So the FBI were like, oh, we got leads. 
kids. Uh, yeah, and then of course say that Jack like that though. That that's what I want. What? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got leads. <laughs> we got leads. <laughs> that's what happens when the FBI <laughs> gets information. I love it. <laughs> Sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and then a second inmate came forward and said that timothy taylor picked up Brittany in myrtle beach and took her to the stash house where he showed her off to his friends and tried to sex traffic her but then the case drew a bunch of media attention so he killed her to avoid arrest and presumably dumped the body in an alligator pond jeez yeah, so that all came out in 2016. Okay. Um, in like in the news. Blah blah blah. That's about his. He previously had been in jail for a robbery of a McDonald's. Which, like, of all the places to rob, why a McDonald's? I feel like that's one of those places that, like, has a like we only keep two hundred dollars in cash. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wonder how often, like, I don't know. Whenever I think robbery, I think, like, gas stations. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know, convenience that stores. Have, like, that, yeah, that are just in, pla- in places where people are using cash more frequently than, right. like, credit cards. Because, like, I know, uh, especially now, most people most restaurants and stuff that I go to are like, could you not use cash? Or even like going through drive-thru, if I try and pay with cash, they're like, uh, we don't have any coins, so. Yeah, especially right now. I mean, like, yeah. I feel like the age of, uh, of like, that is like really going down because everything yeah. is so digital, so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could, I mean, you can rob anything, really, if you put your mind to it. That is true. <laughs> You're right. Believe in yourself and don't, but actually don't, don't believe in yourself. Please don't rob things. Believe in yourself in other ways, please. Um, Actually, never mind. (laughs) Uh, um, So they brought a new charge on Timothy Taylor uh, under suspicions from this Drexel, from the Brittany Drexel case. Um. And then, but he took a plea bargain because he agreed to take a lie detector test, but he failed the lie detector test. (laughs) Why do people take lie detector tests when they know they're lying? I just don't understand. I just, I, you know that you're lying. You have to watch Murder Among Half. I I have to. And it's crazy. I just don't understand the philosophy of like, you know, you did it. You know, you're lying. Let me take whatever. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. This, the one that comes to mind the most is OJ taking the lie detector test and it just being like a hot mess the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, like, why do you not? At what point did you think this was a good idea? Yeah, I don't understand. Okay. Uh, so he failed because he did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but he still maintained that the only knowledge of the case that, or the only involvement he had was overhearing part of an argument between two people who had Brittany's cell phone. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, but then, but then he lied just right. directly on the question, uh, if he knew 
whether anything anyone had seen Brittany after her disappearance or if he knew he was involved. I just don't understand how people think they're going to get away with this. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. Yeah, and then he um, didn't want to continue. He was too angry, so he <laughs> he ended it short. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore because I did it. Bye! <laughs> yeah, but before they could officially sentence him, he uh, broke the terms of his bail. <laughs> Guy's not doing himself any favors. No, he does not give any craps. <laughs> In 2009, the Supreme Court decided in favor of the government, and so he is allowed to be charged for this crime in state and federal court. He was sentenced to time served. Um, Yeah. And now he is out, I believe. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and then in 2019, um, Brown gave an interview from the McCormick Correctional Institution, where he currently is, saying that he had seen Brittany four times after her first disappearance. Did they give give him a lie detector test for that? (laughs) No. No, they did not. Uh, but yeah, so there, there's he's has a bunch of stuff that he said. You can look it up uh, on the WHEC website. But I don't know. None of it hasn't gone back to trial, so I don't know how much of it is true, or if any of it is true, or if he's just saying things to get media attention. But like, so he, so he, he. he for this case though right what he he went he there was a plea bargain right that happened yeah yeah yeah. so the the so that was taylor and so then taquan brown separately is like well here's all these times that i saw britney after the at disappearance and here's this other information yeah yeah yeah. but yeah yeah so but he pleaded about this case correct right he made a plea bargain yeah timothy so yeah. there's no way yeah, you can charge right. him anymore for it. No. Right. No, exactly. It's already been to court. And unless there's some reason to appeal the the whole thing, which I don't think it doesn't seem like there will there be is. or there yeah. is any reason to. It's not, you know, it's not a, again, it's not a serial case where you've got like a crazy incompetent lawyer or anything. Mm. And it seemed very, very complicated as far as the law goes. Um, that means like she got like the least amount of justice possible. It sucks, man. Yeah, yeah. So sadly, that's how it ends. At least I feel like at least Dawn now has like some sort of answer. Yeah, some closure at least. Good, which like feel you know. At least yeah, she has like a wrap up for this whole story because it's just like. So I, I feel like it would just be so difficult to not know, to, to just have someone disappear. Oh, yeah. That would drive me insane. I yeah. I mean, obviously, like, <laughs> I have a little bit of an obsessive personality. <laughs> um, so I would just what? be like, 
Yeah. They, they, they told me I have obsessive compulsive disorder. And I, I, I guess that means I'm obsessive. <laughs> um, oh, crazy. Weird. Um, but yeah. So like I, if, if I didn't know, you know, something, uh, well, I kind of am in that situation with my dad. Like, I don't know if it's like foul play or not. And like, that drives me insane. I yeah. think like, I get it when these people cannot let it go. Cause I get it. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, I would know. Yeah. It's like, how do you keep going? And especially when it's your daughter, like your daughter, you don't know if she's you... alive or in some kind of situation where she could be saved from like, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I don't that's, I think, yeah, that's really, that's, I'm totally guessing. I have no idea. I have right. not read any of the interviews directly with Dawn or watched any of the Dr. Phil or anything, but I would guess that, yeah, she very much was like, look, if we can find her and, like, get her out of this, we should. And even if not, we, like, I would still like to know definitively. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but uh, recently, the other the other true crime podcast, you know, the one other one. There's only, there are only two. <laughs> All right. Another true crime podcast called Morbid. Um did a few they did like a series of episodes sort of deep diving into the Brittany Drexel case because there is tons of media footage and coverage of it especially the Myrtle Beach papers did like five years ten years after the disappearance because we all know how much the media loves a missing white girl they love it they can't get they love it, it. <laughs> This is no shade, no shade, no tea to Britney or any of the sad missing white no. girls. This is just no. our sad media yeah. perpetuating this dumb story of missing yeah. white girls. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, but so there, so they did a deep dive where they talked about her friends that she'd gone to Myrtle Beach with and implied that they were like these crazy, irresponsible, drugged up party girls. Uh, and so someone was like, exactly. Like, who cares? They, were, like, they still don't deserve to like, die. <laughs> went to spring break to do just that. Cause that's what you do on spring yeah. break. Like no one's going to spring break to be Rory Gilmore and watch a documentary in your hotel room. Right. And like, don't shame. Nobody people. is doing that. Yeah. Whatever. You froze. Okay, I was like, you froze. <laughs> All right, there we are. There we are. Um, but yeah, so they did deep dive. They were talking about these like crazy party girls. Uh, and so someone who went to high school with Brittany and the, the other girls wrote in and was like, kind of like, hey, like, that's not what they were like. You know, yeah, they partied, but like everyone in our high school partied like that. It wasn't crazy or out of the norm. They were just normal teenagers. And I guess the podcast Morbid uh, cherry picked things from that email to read on air and framed the girls as like even crazier and like out of control and sort of implied that they were responsible for Britney going missing. And the morbid fan base did not react well. 
they got really because because the the woman who wrote in the original email was like, hey, here's the email that I sent them. Like, this is it verbatim. So you can decide for yourselves what you want to believe. And people were pissed at the Morbid podcast hosts. I, I yeah. Which, like, yeah, 100%. Like, we have no no reason to keep women into it. And it is absolutely not their fault. It is nobody's fault except right. fucking assholes who kidnapped her. Yeah. I, I, I hate victim shaming. You, you know that. Yes, you, of you, course. <laughs> yeah. um, and I hate, like, slut shaming in general. Um, and, like, drug, you know, like, whatever. Like, I just don't like that. And, and nobody, yeah, no. none of it's relevant. No. To solving exactly. it the has case. nothing to do with this story because it, it it would be a different thing if this were like that unsolved mystery where it was like yeah we were all at a party and we were like drunk and we saw Brittany and she was super wasted and couldn't and we just decided to leave like that's a whole different story but this is just they were all hanging out in the hotel she wanted to go visit a friend she never returned it could happen to any of us absolutely like it's and that's that's I think part of why it got so much media attention too because it was the like well anyone you know it was this is the era after was it Amy Smart the girl who got kidnapped in the Caribbean is that the one that got killed um by that guy that with a weird name I think so I might be confusing my my missing blonde ladies (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's hard straight. I'm sorry. I know. I'm like, I I don't really? actually know. Well, Amy Smart, I guess, is an actress. There's Elizabeth huh? Smart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Smart is who I'm thinking of. Amy Smart was in Rat Race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Oopsies. Again, we are not experts of any kind. <laughs> I, I do not mean to belittle any of this. My brain no. is just No, no, no. We're allowed to make mistakes. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there was, like, a, I guess it's always been this way. It's, I, like, there's been, like, these, you know, parties or, like, spring break stories of girls going missing. And, um, and they really, like, are publicized a lot, I think, for a variety of reasons. It's sad, obviously, and they deserve justice and also i think it's like some kind of like tale to tell your kids like don't go out there look what could happen yeah like a cautionary tale it reminds the way that these stories get covered reminds me of uh like prom season in small towns where it's like and then they put the wreck of the last drunk driving accident on the lawn of the high school to remind everyone not to drink and drive after prom Damn. (laughs) That happened happened in my, not my hometown, but in, like, a town near mine. Yeah, like, they didn't care about us in L.A. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We didn't just, we just didn't have that. Like, they didn't try to scare. But that's what these stories feel like, is it's that, like, this is what happens if you go on spring break, kids, if you're not careful. Yeah. You know, it's the, Yeah. I think that's why they get so much attention, um, to be honest. Um, And, you know, it's sad. And, you know, true, you know, like, if you can do anything to publicize and help um, 
do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, And that, and like, she totally deserves the attention that she gets. The only reason we comment is because it's an uneven. um, Yeah, exactly. There are just as many, if not more, people of color, women of color, especially indigenous population. I know that it's a huge problem where people go missing and especially girls and nobody has any idea no one knows no one is paying any attention to it but yeah so that's why yeah there's no narrative out there that's yeah yeah but that's yeah at this point it has become a trope of the missing like blonde white woman and that that in and of itself is fucked up correct yes (laughs) it's horrible um but like it feels like a bojack horseman joke yeah 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 yeah, uh, but I mean, this is horrible. I, I'm glad at least her mother got some sort of peace. Like I, you know, like obviously this is not, obviously this is not the peace that she <laughs> that she wanted, um, or that we wanted to, her to have. But um, no, but she has an answer, which is at least something. And yeah. she now lives in Myrtle Beach, which again is a lot nicer than Central New York. So. Win. <laughs> I will take your word for it. <laughs> it's not that Central New York is shitty. Like, it's no shittier than any other part of the country. But it's just gray and boring. But they have good apples in New York. So. They do. They do, have good, they do have good farms. They do have good farms. But like, it's, really good apples. Like, it's really like, good. <laughs> I, just, I have family in central New York. My boyfriend does. We're there like once a year, probably. Is Lake George central New York? I think that might be upstate, more upstate. Mm. But yeah, that's like the general area. I went to the creepiest amusement park in Lake George. It was awesome. Like (laughs) the creepiest like little figurines and stuff like that. I have pictures of it. And I look at them to this day and go, God, I wish I could go back to this creepy ass amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, well, I think that is our show, right? Yes, that is that is the show. And um, knife down for kidnapping. Yes. Um, knife up for true prison informants. That's always good to, to yeah. share the knowledge. Yeah. Um, and knife up for moving to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, knife up for getting answers. Knife down for being a dick that would do something to a young girl during yeah, spring Yeah, knife break. down. Especially, yeah, knife down for kidnapping a 17-year-old. Or I yeah. think she might have been 18, but... Regardless of age, don't do it. You're don't nasty don't. and you're a horrible person and there's a knife down for you. Knife down into your heart for you. <laughs> um, don't nap anyone. No, uh, you can find us at Pod Serial Killer on all social media. You can also go to our Patreon. We really want to give you guys some really like secret content and some awesome content. So go to our Patreon, which is Pod Serial Killer as well, or you can help us out on Anchor.fm, uh, Pod Serial Killer as well, um, if you so choose. Um, what else? Oh. Me and Maria do another yeah. podcast called High Reality, which um, is about, uh, you know, reality television, tea and weed. So yeah. if that's your thing, you should probably tune in. Um, we have some cool um, stuff coming up. 
And we have our first ambassadorship. So that's right. Yeah. So we will be uh, if if you want a discount on some weedy goodies, uh, go to that page at High Reality. We will be making the announcement soon. Um, and tune in and be sure to subscribe, rate us. It really, really helps us. Um, and it takes just a second, I swear. And um, I'm going to steal this from our friend Blake. Um, actually, uh, the um, the only way that your rating registers is if you click five stars, everything else is broken. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do that. Uh, you can find me at Anastasia W on Twitter, at Anastasia Wash on Instagram, Anastasia TV on YouTube, Anastasia W on TikTok. And my one woman show is coming out March 24th, which you can find on all of my social media in the link in the bio. And Maria, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Maria Longname. Is that all? Yes, you can. That's what you can do. (laughs) Um, And uh, stay safe, you guys. And don't get murdered. (laughs) Don't be a dick. Sorry. (laughs) I forgot where I was. I love it. (laughs) I'm sorry.